Hello. All right. Here we are. Let's just check the volume here. Okay, that looks that looks good. Okay. Okay, uh, there we go. Okay, so how is everyone doing today? Good. This seems this seems alright. Okay. Um, so what we're going to do is um, go through sources and then uh, kind of uh, looking at finding sources, critiquing sources, and then go into um, into the play from there. All right. Uh, any questions before we start? Okay. Good. So let's uh, let's do this then. Um, so we'll talk about sources for a little while because in the this assignment, you're going to have to find three different sources to to work from. So has anybody had to with past papers find sources and go through that routine? Okay, um, got a few yeses. Okay, yeah. So, so good. Has anybody? I guess maybe the question is, um, has anybody? Well, I won't ask that question. I'll ask instead of people who responded were Max and Kimberly. Um, where did you go to find your sources in those cases? Um, I used Google Scholar and JSTOR. Okay. Usually, they were usually academic sources. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I usually just go to the Yukon Library website, take mm -hmm. in the search, you know, and then it only comes up with all articles that we have access to. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. And how and how did you evaluate the source so that you you thought it was appropriate for whatever it is you were writing? Um, I can't totally remember. Um, it was mostly for my uh, first semester. Uh, English class. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> I know often, at least my professors usually want to make sure it's peer-reviewed. Mm -hmm. So, to have, like, every, like, that other people have also looked at this source and, you know, concurred that it's a valid resource. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Yeah, so it's, um, we have peer-reviewed is the, uh, is the standard by which uh, an article is considered legitimate. So that it's not, not anything just being published out there, but there's these kind of standards being elevated. And we're going to cover that today. Um, and we're going to be looking at different places in which to, to find articles, um, including Google Scholar. So that is, that's a perfectly good place to, to go, albeit with, with some limitations. Um, so... Uh, looking for sources or kind of defining a topic. We've talked about defining a topic a little bit with the thesis, kind of developing a working thesis. And um, once you've done that, once you've kind of found a uh, defined topic or whatnot, you might want to see what the, the conversation is surrounding that topic. So 
that's what you're going to start to look for. And you could really look for general kind of popular avenues in order to do this. And in order to, to find out what people are saying about a topic, it's perfectly okay to look at, at something like Wikipedia. Now you wouldn't cite Wikipedia. The, the reason for this is the, that sort of peer review standard, which, um, which Kimberly mentioned, uh, you know, and Wikipedia, um, well, Wikipedia is often extremely accurate. I mean, it's as accurate as the Encyclopedia Britannica m most of the time. Still, um, because it's open sourced, it, it doesn't have gatekeepers. And that's why scholarly articles and research papers don't cite it. However, if you want to jump into a conversation, let's say on melodrama, you know, what are people saying about melodrama? What is melodrama even? Go to Wikipedia and, and read what it says. And so I'm going to, to do that now. I'm, I'm not going to share my screen because it's, you know, I'm not going to be a disaster <laughs> again. But um, I am going to do that on my own. And I, I ask you to uh, kind of follow along at home. So just kind of go through the motions. Um, and so we go to Google, melodrama, and kind of look at the, the Wikipedia site. And so you want to write about melodrama. You really liked Under the Gaslight. You couldn't sleep. You were so excited to talk about Under the Gaslight. Uh, it's, it's ruining your life because you love it so much. And so you go to kind of melodrama to, to learn more about it. And you can see characteristics, etymology, uh, origins, um, and, and different things like that. Um, and so if we look at characteristics, for example, and you see, you know, the relationship of melodrama compared to realism is complex. We see here already, uh, Peter Brooks or somebody we've read for this class is being cited as saying something about, you know, saying something about melodrama, um, you know, right there. And if we click on the 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 little footnote thing it brings us to um, a book by Peter Brooks from 1995 the melodramatic imagination you know and so you know that that's not unvaluable right we know uh, what Peter Brooks is saying we have somebody named singer who appears to be very important uh, and if we click on his little footnote we see it's Ben singer you know 2001 book melod drama and modernity um and it's talking about cinema so maybe melodrama and cinema that might be an interesting topic so there you go we get something from wilkie collins um blah 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 uh and, and so what you see here is that when you go to the kind of wikipedia page you get some idea of what people are talking about and you do have a number of references at the bottom here. Obviously, we, we've read Peter Brook before he, Brooks before he has a, a site here. It seems like Ben Singer is important. Um, we also get somebody named Susan Hayward, who has an article, Melodrama and Women's Films, um, uh, published in Cinema Study, a, a book about cinema studies. Right, So Rutledge apparently published this book called Cinema Studies, The Key Concepts, and one of the chapters in there is by Susan Hayward, and she's looking at melodrama 
from what appears to be a feminist perspective. Uh, Melodrama and Women's Films is the name of her chapter. So some of that's really good, right? We have a few topics that this introduces. Um, Early cinema, which melodrama is really important in in silent film, early silent film, as we're going to talk about a little bit on Friday. Um, There's a feminist angle to all of this. Melodrama and and women's films um, is, you know, the, the Hayward chapter I talked about, but it seems like melodrama and women, um, might be an important topic. Um, we have here, oh God, what else? Um, a book from 1985, Napoleon, the myth of the savior. So maybe melodrama and politics, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of things available here just in this Wikipedia page, but yeah, yeah, exactly, Kimberly. Um, I'm four minutes late to your comment there. But yeah, Wikipedia is occasionally, or often, even citing its information. And you could go and check, right? Do we know if that information is accurate? Well, just look up Susan Hayward. It's not particularly difficult. You have Yukon Library to do it in. Um, you know, you could, see, you could see if it's real, after all. Um, but what, besides false information... Which I think, for the most part, with something as specialized as melodrama, you're you're not going to get on on Wikipedia. Um, what is something? I won't say wrong, but what is something limiting about the Wikipedia page on melodrama as I've described it? Okay, so if we put falseness aside, I'll tell you um, in, in the, the Wikipedia page, in the citations, citations 32 through 42 all come from Susan Hayward. Um, citations 8 through 12 come from Susan Hayward. And... I think that's it, um, but that's, you know, that's quite a lot of Susan Hayward, right? With 42 citations, um, looks like 12 or 14 of them are coming from one source. So what you might be getting with a, a page like this is not something that's necessarily false, but something that is slanted towards one conversation. You would think from reading this that that melodrama is, um, the, the conversations around melodrama are only conversations that intersect with um, feminism, feminist studies, or women's studies. Now, these might be very important conversations, and Susan Hayward um, is, sorry about that, Susan Hayward may be an extremely important uh, feminist critic or critic of melodrama. And if you want to do feminism and melodrama, that's great. That's a perfectly acceptable topic area to explore. Um, there's clearly a lot to do there. But if you were to just look at this Wikipedia page, 
it's slanted towards that angle, right? The, the citations are only looking, or not only, but a lot of them are looking towards um, melodrama and women's studies. So if you're interested in melodrama, melodrama and genre studies, melodrama and class studies, um, melodrama and race, or, you know, any anything like that, uh, it appears from the Wikipedia article that, that those things are not as frequently highlighted. Um, and so it might be the case that, well, Wikipedia is introducing some conversations um, just based upon the nature of the contributors, it isn't highlighting others. And you should think of scholarship as a conversation. What you're doing in your research papers is extending a conversation. And that's usually the term that's used, conversation. Um, it's probably closer to a game of telephone. If anybody's ever played telephone, that's the game where you whisper, there's a phrase, right, a sentence, and somebody whispers it in your ear and you whispered it to the next person's ear. And the joke is by the end of the the game, the last person then writes the sentence on the on the board or, or says the sentence, and it's completely different from the initial sentence. Scholarship is like a, a sort of louder version of telephone. The person passes it to you, they pass that that discourse, that knowledge, that claim, and you take it, but you alter it, right? You you take it and you uh, you change it up, you challenge it, you add something new to it, and then you pass it on, and the next person takes it, changes it, and passes it on. And so, while uh, while kind of the initial scholars are stating something. Um, the more recent scholars were stating something completely different. However, it's still linked to that original scholarship, right? There's still a, a genealogy going back. Um, and that is, that's what you're really doing here, is you're participating in that, that game of telephone. Um, and when going to Wikipedia, if, if Wikipedia isn't, let's say, highlighting all of those links or highlighting the different the different games of telephone the different geneal genealogical strains then you're not going to get everything from wikipedia and that's more the problem with wikipedia than information that just not being true um you know that that's that's not really accurate wikipedia is a, a very accurate website <laughs> for for the most part um Really, it's more about uh, the curation of the information, not its truth value. Uh, and so that brings us kind of to the next next aspects of, um, of today, which is the next kind of open source area, uh, and that's uh, Google Scholar. By open source, I don't mean in terms of code, just in terms of accessibility. Um, so let's go there. And so we've gone to uh, we've gone to melodrama in in Wikipedia, and maybe we're interested in melodrama and genre studies, right? That's just our thing. We like that. And so let's go to, to Google Scholar. Um, I know Max, you said you you used Google, Google Scholar before. Has anybody else? Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. 
Has anybody else? I have once I found out it was a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, and do you remember, I know Max, you said you don't remember, but Kimberly, do you remember what you were, you were looking at on Google Scholar? Um, it was, uh, I was looking at specifically, it was, um, uh, it was a paper on that I had to write on, uh, like why people in America don't believe in climate change. So it was, it was difficult, honestly, to do a search for it. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to find like, you know, things about like the propaganda against it. It was, I don't know, but mm -hmm. it was hard. I think it was much more difficult than this is going to be. Okay. All right, so there was um, it was hard because there's too much information. But why did you find it difficult? It was difficult to find um, information, like I guess, pertaining to such a specific thing. Like mm -hmm. sometimes when it's too specified, it makes it hard. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, okay, good. So. The, the problem is being, you, you found the problem to be it's your topic was too specific. And so Google Scholar was um, shooting out just too much information or, or information on a variety of topics that were not related. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is a very fair critique of it. Um, and one of the problems with Google Scholar is... It's just a ton of stuff, and it's being thrown at you, and and um, it's hard to to narrow it down or use the search engine. Um, so you could see this if you know if everybody. If you go to Google Scholar um, and type in melodrama, and see what what pops up, right? So let's do that right now. We'll type in melodrama. We'll see what pops up. Um, I have right now uh, 191,000 results. Um, that's a lot. And so the top results here are a book by Peter Brooks, our old friend, uh, The Melodramatic Imagination, Balzac Henry James Melodrama, and The Mood of Excess. Um, and we have a little description here. Environmental Melodrama. This is from an article called called the quarterly journal of speech um melodrama from 2017 melodrama and modernity from 2001 okay so let's let's make it more specific let's do melodrama and let's put in uh genre studies okay so now i do that i put genre studies in parentheses and um, the first hit is from somebody named Mercer, people named Mercer and Shingler, I think is how you say that. And we get a book from 2013, fairly recent, within the last 10 years is good. Closer to present is good. Um, the reason being that, you know, remember the, the game of telephone, right? You want to know what the most recent utterance is, um, not, not one further down. Uh, 2013 is pretty recent. Melodrama, genre, style, and sensibility. Um, 
uh, Russian formalist theories of melodrama. This is a little older, 1978. Contesting Tears, the Hollywood melodrama of the unknown woman. Okay. Um, I'll click on melodrama, genre, style, and sensibility. See what that is all about. Um, ooh, I could buy it if I'd like. Um, John Mercer and Martin Shingler. This is from Wallflower Press. I've, I've never heard of them. Um, oh, it is published by Columbia University Press. So it's a university press. That's usually a good sign, right? That's a good credentialing sign. Um, and this seems to be a pretty meat and potatoes book, right? <laughs> we got genre style and sensibility as our three chapters followed by a conclusion. Um, and so we can look into that. We could then check the library to see if it has it, uh, you know, and, and whatnot. Now, the library might not have it, and you might have to do your best to read it off of Google. I hate to give that advice, but um, the uh, I'm not sure how well interlibrary loan is functioning right now with COVID, so we, we kind of have to do the best we can, and I, I certainly will be understanding of that when I grade these things. But what you have here is a book, you can look at Google and see generally what the book is about. You can get a lot of the introduction, a lot of the first chapter, um, and, and get a sense of is this what is this book saying or arguing, uh, and more importantly, is this book on the topic that I'm interested in, right? And so all of that that is available to you, right there for free, um, thanks to the fine folks at Google. And of course, you want to then check, obviously, um, these people, John Mercer, Martin Shingler. You could type them type them into your Google and see uh, what their credentials are. It's a good thing if a university press has published a book. Now, I, I will always put this proviso in there. Just because a university city press has published something doesn't mean that it's not crap, that it's not a bad argument, that it's not um, overly politicized. All of these things are true, but what it does mean is that there is still going to be a standard by which uh, something comes forward. And that standard is going to match the sort of research standard that we're looking for here, meaning, um, meaning that the most important works in this scholarship are probably going to be cited. Maybe not all of them, um, because we're dealing with one conversation on every conversation, but um, but if something is getting past Columbia University Press, it, it is going to be engaging in conversation about the topic in a robust and thorough way, right? Uh, doesn't, again, doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean you can't challenge it. You probably should. Uh, it just means that it is, it is doing the work with the standards that research is, is accustomed to. Okay. Uh, and so that's what you want to do. And you want to check that for the authors as well. Because again, here we are at, um, at Google Scholar and Google Scholar is not, we don't know really um, gatekeeping, but there you go. So another factor of Google Scholar that's important is the cited by button. So if we go back to the main page, where we've typed in melodrama genre studies. 
and you look at the first the first entry again melodrama genre style and sensibility um, it says here below three things you could click cited by 147 related articles all two versions what's most interesting and helpful about Google Scholar is cited by 147. That just means 147 sources within the Google search engine have cited melodrama, genre style, and sensibility. And so when we think about scholarship as a conversation or as a game of telephone, knowing what other works have cited it in the future is really important because you, you can follow the conversation. Now, you know, this obviously doesn't mean that 147 are the only things that have cited it or that all 147 are valuable. Um, a lot of these, you know, games of telephone are, this game of telephone metaphor is, is getting stretched thin, but uh, a lot of these games of telephone are, are intersecting, are, are going over one another. They're not all relevant to you, but still knowing what is citing this book is, is important. So we do that. We could see here, primetime soap operas on Indian television. When I click it, um, it's the most recent. It looks like published in published this year. Um, now it's about soap operas and Indian television. So I don't predict anybody in this class, even if you are interested in melodrama, are going to look at the soap operas of India. Um, if you want to run that topic by me, go ahead. But I will say this is probably an extremely specialized source. Um, we have here another book uh, from 2013, Women President, Confronting Post-Feminist Political Culture. Um, I have no idea what, what that has to do with, with melodrama, but you can look into it. You know, click and see, uh, and do a search and see where where this uh, where this work has been cited. It might be particularly interesting and relevant. Uh, maybe it, it's sort of an aside. Um, film in Australia, um, mainstream culture refocused, television drama society and the production of meaning in reform era China. Um, you know, maybe you're not interested in, in reform era China, but how television drama affects society, how melodrama affects society. Maybe there's information there about that. Darkness Subverted is the next entry. Um, Aboriginal, Gothic, and Black Australian literature, etc., etc. And so we get a lot of stuff here. And actually, we scroll down, we see American success myth on film. So this this idea of I, I imagine what that is is the successful American. There, this author Levinson is framing this as myth and how that's depicted on film. Maybe that has a lot to do with melodrama and especially under the gaslight. Because we see different characters who are very financially successful depicted in that in that play, and maybe Levinson has something to say about melodrama and how melodrama shows uh, successful people or, or critiques them or critiques this idea of of success. Um, however, I think what we see here is a lot of rewards and a lot of problems. Um, some of the rewards are. Finding books like that, American Success Myth, maybe that has to do with your topic. A lot of the problems, I think, as, as Kimberly mentioned, is that, my God, there is a lot of stuff there, 
right? 147 is a lot. You're not going to go through 147 sources. I, I hope you don't. You, you, if you're doing that, you're working too hard for this paper. Um, but even there, a lot of those top sources, those recent sources, are on very specialized topics. Maybe they're brilliant, but you, you don't really need to know about Indian soap operas in order to understand 19th century American melodrama, right? And so we, we were already dealing with kind of research problems using the, this, this free software. So let's jump into Yukon and what Yukon provides, because it, it's the stuff you're paying for and I'm paying for. Um, and let's see how we can use Yukon's material to improve our uh, our research here. Um, so let's leave behind Google Scholar and let's go to the Yukon page. And so we'll just type in Yukon Library Search into our trusty Google and go to the library webpage. And if everybody could take a moment to do that. Okay, um, so ask how many people have used the library to find research material, both online or actually in person? Okay, so good, a, a few answers here. Um, a lot of JSTOR love in this group, I say, uh, which is fine. Um, and JSTOR has its benefits and, and has its limits as well. We'll go through that. But we're, the expectation here is um, only online stuff. The reason is I think after this week, everybody's at home, right? You, you don't even have access to campus. Um, and furthermore, a lot of the best resources of the library are uh, Iliad, which is, um, if people don't know, that's the interlibrary loan system, which is pretty great. Um, they, the, the people who run the library do a wonderful job circulating stuff. However, because of COVID, um, how, how great a job that is, is now suspect for, for reasonable reasons, uh, reasonable reasons, for good reasons, obviously. And so my expectation with this is articles you can find on Yukon's site um, and stuff you could find on, if need be, on Google Scholar, uh, whatever you could read on, on Google Books. Um, the getting the book in hand is, I, is just not possible. However, there is a lot of a lot of books online, right in the library, and so that's a, you know, that is, that is a good source. And so you will be able to find three sources for this project without leaving your computer. Um, if you can't, then you you've defined your topic too narrowly. So maybe you are really really interested in in twentieth twenty first century Indian soap operas, as that book indicated. Um, you would have that book and maybe you could find other sources, but maybe your topic is too narrow. So think about that when, when determining your sources. But yeah, so let's get into the, the library. I've rambled a little bit there. 
let's get into the library stuff. Um, so we go to the library search, general search. And it'll take a moment, but it brings up the search engine right there. And so, of course, first step, type in melodrama. I'm going to put in also genre studies into my, my thing here. Okay. And so a bunch of stuff has come up. We have, oh, whoa, 19,670 results. So again, we have a little bit of the Google, Google Scholar problem, right? Just the fire hose of information. The first article, Making Soviet Melodrama. Uh, okay. Um, Dickens' villains, melodrama character, popular culture. That may be interesting. Maybe it's just on Charles Dickens, but the idea of melodrama and popular culture may be important. You can also see that book is available online. Um, neoliberal frames and genreism inequality, recession era chick flicks and male-centered corporate melodramas. Okay, maybe something there. Um, melodrama and modernity, early sensational cinema. That's a book in the library, so it's, that would be hard to get to. But you know, so you may be able to look up that book. Book four, Melodrama and Modernity, a book that is only um, only in the flesh in the building. Maybe you look that up on Google and see how much of that book is actually actually on, on Google, on the computer. If not, it's kind of too bad. Um, but the book after that is un available online. And not only that, it is a more recent book. It's a 2016 book, Melodrama After the Tears. And so, I mean, it's an edited book, which means it has a collection of scholars writing in it. So you could go right online and find that. And um, not only that, it's it's an edited book. So it has more than one author. So that could potentially count as more than one source. Um, Italian cinema, gender and genre, gender and genre. Um, also online, I don't know how much... Um, how much interest there is in Italian melodrama. However, maybe there's some interesting stuff on um, melodrama and gender in there. And yes, it's about Italian films, but maybe it's applicable to Under the Gaslight. The Melodramatic Moment, Music and Theater Culture, 1790 to 1820. Okay, that's interesting. We've talked about that, you know, uh, Under the Gaslight was written after that, but we've talked about music and melodrama and how they've intersected and maybe you want to write about um, how music affects melodrama this is this book is right here online for you it's 2018 so it's a recent recent publication university of chicago press um, which is a great press so this looks like really a really promising source and if you're interested in um, melodrama more broadly and you want to talk about um, you know, historical factors that affected the development of melodrama, this looks like a great source. And again, it's edited, uh, so which means it has a number of scholars writing in it. So you're getting a number of perspectives. And here's our friend Susan Hayward, 
Uh, number nine, and uh, you know, this is the woman who was quoted uh, about eight gazillion times in the Wikipedia article. Here is her book, Cinema Studies, and not only do we have it here, it is online. And it's 2012, so pretty recent. Um, within, within the last 10 years is considered relatively recent. It isn't for, let's say, uh, kind of the hard sciences, uh, but it is for um, humanities studies, which kind of work at a slower pace. Um, we also have here from Melodrama to Postmodernism in Three Generations of Mexican Women Playwrights. Again, this seems like an awfully specific topic, but, you know, uh, maybe you can learn something about the connection of melodrama and postmodernity that you can apply to um, to Under the Gaslight or apply to to your topic at hand. Or if you do want to write about Mexican women playwrights, you know, that's fine. You, you want to run that by me first um, if your topic is kind of outside the bounds of the class. But, you know, that... that just justify it. So I want to, you know, there's some Mexican women playwrights of, of the 19th century, and I'm interested in their contribution to melodrama, and that's, that's fine. And in fact, actually, maybe you, if you're interested in that type of thing, maybe you want to look at this book while developing your, your thesis or the general outline of your topic. Okay, so that's that. So those are things, um, those are the kind of general quick search, um, other options you have when covering this is if you go to the side scroll, you could see here peer-reviewed journals, full text online, um, resource types, articles, book chapters, books. You can click and filter those. So if you're interested in just articles, for example, you can click articles and, and it will just bring up articles, obviously. Um, book chapters and books, you know are there as well. Another important thing, if you go below resource types to date, you want to use kind of recent stuff, right? And so you can actually refine the date system here, the, the date filter. It's not a system, it's a filter. Um, to cover areas you're interested in. Um, excuse me, uh, years you are years that are more recent. So you can, let's say, go 2010 to 2020. And so you really don't want to look at scholarship that's outside of the, the last 10 years. And you could refine that, and that brings your, your article search down to about 9,000, or your full text search to, to about um, 9,000. Um, but, you know, that, that's a way of just kind of filtering out kind of older stuff, right? And you could see the more recent, that's still, you know, a lot. There's over 9,000 things there. So maybe you'd look at the last four years, 2016 to 2020. Let's see what it says. 4,000 results, um, you know, uh, less than 2,000 articles online. We look at the last two years. Really get the most recent stuff. Um, yeah, now we have uh, only about a thousand peer-reviewed journals. Um, 
and maybe this is too recent, but you know, there probably hasn't been oodles of stuff on melodrama in the last two years. Um, but that's a, a, a certainly a good way to um, to filter things. And actually, in doing that, the number eight search is an article by um, Caroline Williams on melodrama uh, from Cambridge University Press. And so, you know, that that article might have been buried in a longer search result, but because I changed the year parameter, I was able to to bring that into the top 10. And so that actually looks like a really good article and may have a lot of information. Um, good. So other aspects of the search. So well, let me pause here because I've been talking for a while. Uh, any questions about any of that so far? Okay, so we've covered looking up articles, um, searching for it, uh, filtering by year. The other thing you want to look at is if you go to your search results again, and you could see in one of the articles, or any of the articles, um, a little purple thing. It looks like an eye in a book, and that is peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed is the, the, the sort of gold standard for, um, for, an article, uh, for an article being published. And what I mean by that is when something's peer-reviewed, two experts, two or three experts on that area have looked over the article and determined it is acceptable to be published. Typically, articles that are peer-reviewed are peer-reviewed with revision, meaning that once the article is accepted, you do have to, as an author, revise it according to what the, the reviewers say. You get a report. You know, they email you a report, you read it, and you revise it accordingly. Um, and that's the idea. That's the idea of peer review. And so you want to, when finding an article, find one that's peer reviewed. And unlike Google, Google Scholar, the library has a peer reviewed indicator right there. So you know right away it's peer reviewed. Okay. So that is a way to, to check the credentials. Um, other resources to use before we get to JSTOR, I want to do something I actually think is a little more valuable than JSTOR which is the MLA International Bibliography. And so let's go back to our good friend Google and type in Yukon Library MLA International Bibliography, and then search for that. You could also find it by going through the library site, but Google, honestly, is just easier. Um, it's part of the research database locator on, on the library site. So do that and then click on MLA International Bibliography. What that is, is the MLA stands for Modern Language Association. Uh, it's an organization that was developed in the mid-1880s to um, look at modern languages. And by, what, by that, what they meant was not classical Latin and Greek, things written in languages that aren't Latin or Greek. Um, and that association is now the, the most important association in the humanities, right? In, in, in especially in like in English literature, the MLA is really important. And um, 
what this international bibliography is, is a place where everything published in major journals is kind of collected and put into a, a kind of yearly um, and, and listed out by year. So if we go to the search engine there and type in melodrama genre and then click, let's see what comes up. And yeah, we have here, I have um, registers of action, again, uh, Indian cinema, um, boy melodrama, it's about the, the television series Supernatural, um, tragic comedy, melodrama, and genre in early sound films. That may be more interesting. Um, but what we're seeing here is unlike the, 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 the search engine for the library overall, what you're seeing in MLA International is uh, stuff that is really on topic. All the journals here are um, English journals and, and humanity journals with a stress on English journals, right? And, and other modern language journals. Um, a lot of them though are, are, are on English literature. Um, and so this allows you to weed out your uh, weed out your topic more clearly. The search result here without even specifying year is 72. 72 hits. And that's that's pretty good. Um, that's pretty focused. And so as you're moving along, you want to explore these different options. Um, MLA International, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, Google Scholar, the, the search engine for the library. Another thing to look at, I'm going to go back to Google, go sign out one second. Um, are the research databases for the library. So if you go to Google and type in Yukon Library Research Database, you go to the Research Database Locator. Click on that, and what it'll give you is the Research Database Locator, and it gives you a bunch of topic areas. Um, and the topic areas you could see here are things like chemistry, classics, dramatic arts, economics, the, the kind of major subject areas at, at a university. Um, and if you go to, uh, let's say, literature, right, there's a literature button, and click on that, you'll get a number of resources that the library has. MLA International Bibliography is one of them. Gale Literary Sources, that has a collection of articles on it. Literature Research Center, a Resource Center, also has a bunch of stuff. Um, and we have this thing called American Fiction, uh, which yeah has a um, has a bibliography of major American works starting in 1774. Uh, so this is all really good and and really interesting stuff that you can explore. If we click on dramatic arts, um, we also have resources. MLA International Bibliography is listed there too. That's how useful MLA is. Um, but we have here Project Muse. Project Muse is another thing that's really important uh, because it has a bunch of um, journals uh, 
over 200 of them in different different areas, including literature, philosophy, politics. Um, you have theater and video, so we have a bunch of plays uh, right available to watch on the website. Um, and let me see if I could find JSTOR. JSTOR is, interestingly enough, not listed in either the literature or the dramatic arts portion. So I went into a search, so research database, I searched by database name, I typed in JSTOR, S-T-O-R, you know, J-S-T-O-R, and you have JSTOR here. Uh, JSTOR is, I think some of you have used it, also a collection of articles put together. And um, it's one of the most common ones because there's a lot of JSTOR articles that are available for free. You don't have the library problem. Um, the you know, paying for library service problem. Um, however, JSTOR is limited in what they they offer. Um, I believe, well, they have more recent stuff here. Um, a lot of times the most recent stuff isn't in JSTOR, just hasn't gotten there yet. Um, but what I typed in melodrama genre, I found some stuff from 2016, so you know, that's a little more recent than I'm used to in JSTOR. A lot of the stuff is um, five years older or more. Um, but JSTOR is just another collection of articles. And you can download the PDFs of these articles right there. So again, you don't have to leave your home. Um, good. And so those are all kind of important resources to use for your research paper. I'm sorry we didn't get to the play. We will do that. Um, We'll do that obviously on Friday, um, but yeah, th those are important um, places to look for the the topic you're going for. And so this class we've moved from very general, so kind of like Google searches and Google Scholar, to the more specific resources that you're paying for via the uh, the Yukon Library, and. Um, and I believe that is all I wanted to say on, on these kind of research sources. Uh, and yeah, that's it. That's, that's all I need to say. Um, if anybody wants to stay on and meet for office hours, I'll keep this, this line open. All right. If not, you are free to go. And I'll see you Friday. Thank you. Thank you. See you Friday. Thank you. Hi, I just...